This is Plaidcast Junior. I'm Piper Clem, publisher of the Plaid Horse Magazine. On today's episode, we continue our reading of Showstride's book one, School Horses and Show Ponies. If you enjoy what you hear, all five Showstride's books are available on Amazon. Chapter two. I must have looked like such an idiot, talking to Sweetie like a little kid, and then babbling about the separate tack rooms, Tally told her best friend Caitlin Rowe before their English class started the next day. Caitlin, who was 12 and also a seventh grader, took lessons at Oaks as well, so she understood all of the ins and outs at the barn. It wasn't always easy for Tally to get her friends who didn't ride to understand what went on at Oaks and why it was all so important to her. If they knew she'd had a show over the weekend, they'd ask her how she did in her race. It was almost too much work to explain the type of riding she did to someone who didn't understand horses beyond the ones who ran in the Kentucky Derby. I think you just got flustered because he was so cute, Caitlin said, teasing her. You've described his jeans and paddock boots to me in great detail. Anything you want to share with the rest of us? Mrs. Bach, the girl's English teacher, instantly silenced every other noise in the classroom as she called them out for chatting. Tally felt her face flush yet again and mumbled sorry in Mrs. Bach's direction. The girls waited until their teacher turned on a video, a movie adaptation of the book they'd been reading, to resume their conversation. Who do you think he was? Caitlin asked. Maybe a new boarder? Why would he care where the office was? That was a good point. The boarders basically worked through their individual trainers, not the barn manager who oversaw the lesson program at Oaks. But who else could that guy have been? Tally shrugged in response to Caitlin and turned her attention to the movie. Anything having to do with horses or riding was far more interesting than English class. But if her grades started to suffer, the first thing her parents would cut would be barn time. It was in her best interest to watch the boring movie. After English, the rest of the school day moved at a snail's pace until lunchtime, when Tally met Caitlin and their friend Ava Foster in the cafeteria. Ava was 11, and she rode two, but at a different barn that catered more to ponies. She had an adorable bay with a big white blaze and the cutest show name ever, Stonely Dance Party. Danny, as he was called at the barn, competed in the Medium Pony Hunters, and Ava had another year on him before she'd move up to the larges, something that didn't seem to face her. Tally couldn't imagine that kind of transition, but she also didn't have to. That was one benefit of being tall. At 5'3", she was among the taller girls in her grade, and riding at a lesson barn that didn't have many ponies who could jump. It was more than just Ava's pony that Tally admired, though. Her friend just had this way about her, like she didn't care about the things that bothered Tally. Hey guys, Tally said as she approached Caitlin and Ava, leaning into the wall at the far end of the cafeteria and sliding her back down until she was seated. Seventh graders at her school had a tradition of sitting in groups on the floor rather than at the tables. Tally thought that it was a pretty dumb thing to do, not to mention uncomfortable but she wasn't about to call attention to herself by not eating her lunch like almost everyone else in the seventh grade. Besides, there wasn't anyone she'd rather sit with than Caitlin and Ava, and they didn't seem to mind. 
Just as she sat down, a group of boys from their grade walked past them toward the food line, one of them nodding his head toward Tally. She instinctively followed his gaze and glanced down at her britches. Tally got picked up right from school for riding on Fridays, so she had no choice but to go to school in her riding clothes. Nay, the boy whinnied in her direction, and the other two laughed. Tally felt her mind race to come up with something to say in response, but Ava beat her to it. Wow, never heard that one before. How long did it take you to come up with that? Tally was impressed. The boys rolled their eyes and turned their attention to whether there were french fries in the hot food line. Like I was saying, Ava said, turning back to Caitlin, I really wanted to try out for the gymnastics team, but there just isn't time with riding. Ava's older sister was an accomplished gymnast, and she was always talking about how much she wanted to try the sport, too. Tally couldn't imagine wanting to do anything but ride. Um, I'll come out and ride Danny for you any time that you have the urge to go flip around some bars, Caitlin joked, and all three girls laughed. The last few classes of the day went by a bit faster, thankfully. Not long after the bell rang to conclude seventh period, Tally's mom dropped her off in the Oaks parking lot. Tally noticed a pony trotting past in the indoor that she'd never seen before. See you at six, her mom said, and Tally gave her a wave, already halfway to the entrance of the ring. She glanced at her watch to confirm she had a few minutes before she needed to tack up and slipped into the bleachers on the short end of the ring by the parking lot. Opening her backpack in an attempt to look casual and not like she was oogling this new pony, which she totally was, Tally watched him and his rider trot by again. They were just warming up, but the rider had a look in her eye like she was staring down a massive triple combination. It was a steely expression, determined, like she was really thinking about what was going on underneath her. The pony practically floated across the arena, its huge stride accentuated by its front white socks that came up almost all the way to its knees. Like Sweetie, this pony was a chestnut, but its coat gleamed in a way that Tally had never seen before in person. Feeling herself staring, she rummaged through her bag again, aware that she probably wasn't doing such a good job of being casual. She pulled her red, weathered, quince-oaks baseball cap out of her bag and threaded her wavy brown ponytail through it, pulling the brim down over her eyes. The pony passed the bleachers again, and Tally checked out his rider this time. Good boy, she heard the rider say softly as she slowed the pony's trot down and sank into the saddle to sit the trot. Tally noticed the telltale silver diamond on the rider's tall boots, a high-end brand that she noticed in lots of horse show photographs. The rider's blonde hair was neatly contained inside a hairnet under her helmet, and her polo shirt was tucked into her tan breeches, accented by a wide belt, its buckle situated on the side over the zipper on her hip. Why get so dressed up just to trot around, Tally wondered. This afternoon, she was dressed pretty typically for her own lessons. T-shirt, breeches in a fun color, today they were light blue, and half chaps with paddock boots. She'd go back to breaking in her new tall boots another day. But watching this girl trot around was almost like seeing some sort of exotic animal. If she looked this put together at Oaks, what must she look like at shows? 
Tally glanced at her watch again and got up to go check her horse assignment in the office. She was usually riding Sweetie, but with such a busy lesson program, riders didn't always get their first pick. So the office was the first stop to confirm each lesson's mount. Tally eased herself down off the bleachers and began walking around toward the tack room. As the pony walked past her, his rider looked up at her and smiled. Hey, Tally said. Hi, the girl replied, her smile warm and genuine. How's he doing? A loud voice came from the other end of the ring. Fine. Tally heard the rider reply as she rounded the corner by the school tack room. An older bay pony named Little Bit, Lil was her barn name, was housed in the stall right next to the stairs that went up to the office. Tally fished out an apple treat from her bag and fed it to Lil before jogging up the old wooden staircase, which creaked in response. Finding out her horse for the day always provided a little rush of excitement. Tally walked through the door at the top of the stairs but paused before getting to the barn secretary who had the day's lesson assignments. Looking down at the ring from the office's floor-to-ceiling windows, she took in a sharp breath. Teaching the girl on the pony with the floaty trot was none other than Polo Guy himself. Hello, this is Dana from Loricea, a collection of luxury leather goods beautifully handcrafted in Italy and designed with the equestrian in mind. Mother's Day is fast approaching, and I'm inviting you to visit our website at lauracea.com, where you'll find the perfect gift for mom or yourself. We are best known for our convertible backpack tote, but we also have beautiful tote bags for every day, as well as a selection of smaller items like passport cases, card cases, or our very popular belt wallet clutch. Visit us today at lauracea.com. The Plaid Horse presents Duel Enrolled, a short film. Now live at theplaidhorse.com slash education. That's www.theplaidhorse.com slash education. To learn more about anything we've discussed on today's show, visit theplaidhorse.com. You can find show notes at theplaidhorse.com slash listen. Follow The Plaid Horse on all the social medias. You can subscribe to the print edition of The Plaid Horse magazine at theplaidhorse.com slash subscribe. Please write and review the podcast anywhere you listen to it. And if you enjoy this episode, please share it with your friends. I will see you at the ring.